0: Well, I'm glad you guys are with me today, glad you guys are here. Today's message is called How God Provides, and at the end of the sermon, we're going to have an opportunity for us to give to the Lord. Let's start with our mission statement. What are we here to do as a church? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die Periods are all about here at Church Unlimited. And so, again, it's a very special day today. I'm excited about the Leaving a Legacy annual offering. It says in First Chronicles 29, it says, Now who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? Then the leaders of families, the officers of the tribes of Israel... The commanders of thousands, the commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's uh, work gave willingly. They literally came forward. We're going to do that at the end of this sermon today. So you should have been given a little uh, packet on the way in or this week when we we had meetings at all different churches today. But you should have one of those or it's in the pocket in front of you to be able to utilize that to give today and to make a a commitment as well. And uh, so, again, thanks for being here today. I'm really excited about sharing a story from the Old Testament about a guy named Elijah who God spoke to him about going to a single mom of all people and challenging her to give. And then also want to share a story about our church early on in our history where God did something miraculous through people giving as well. And then we, we're just going to see what God does today as well. So if you got your Bibles, you can turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. There's a great story in here. Check this out. This is Elijah. It says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the land in the village of Zarephath. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. As he arrived, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little cup of water? Uh, and then as she was going to get it, he called her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. Now, when I first read this scripture, i got to be honest with you, I didn't like it. I know mean, you're not supposed to say you don't like scripture, but I, I, I just, the story bothered me, and here's why. I asked God, I was like, God, why are you asking a single mom, not only that, a widow who doesn't have any resources to give to you. Couldn't you have asked like a rich guy? Couldn't you have gone to like a ruler or a king and, and, and asked them for money? Why are you asking someone who doesn't have a lot to give? And then the Lord reminded me, I'm not trying to get something from her. I was trying to get something to her. And oftentimes we forget when God challenges us to give, he's not trying to get something from us. He doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. He's trying to get something to us. And we'll see more in scripture how God does just that. But so here is Elijah asking a, a girl who doesn't have a lot, a lady who doesn't have a lot. And uh, she's broke. We're about to see just how broke she was in a minute. Before we do that, I want to show you how God asks all of us from different spectrums of, of wealth, whether you have very little or a lot to give. Jesus said this in Matthew 19. Jesus said to his disciples, I'll tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Why would he, why would he say that? This is a joke Jesus is saying. But he's like, It's easier for a really big camel to go through a really small hole than it is to get a rich guy to, to be generous. Why, why is he saying that? See, when you're poor, you don't have a lot. It's easy to say to God, I don't have a lot, God. You can't ask me for anything. There's just not much here. And that's our excuse, right? But then if you're wealthy, what's the excuse? The excuse is what? It's anything. It's like, oh, I get asked all the time. People are always asking me for money. And so wealthy people have got a very good, strong emotional defense against anyone challenging them to be generous or ask for money because they have to say no all the time to people. So either way, it's going to take faith. And so if you're taking notes, today's message is called How, the, How God Provides. And the first thing you should know is this. God intentionally puts his people in a position to have to live by faith. Maybe your faith is say, is today is to say, man, I don't have a lot. Things are tight. I can barely gas up my car right now, and I'm supposed to give? Or maybe your defense is to say, man, you know, I've got a lot. The Lord's blessed me, but I can't just give every time I feel like it. I can't just give every time I'm asked, and, and you've built a good defense from giving. But either way, we are called to be givers. But sometimes God lets you get stuck on purpose. I want to tell you a little story Uh, about 17 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. But a long time ago, our church was stuck. We were meeting in a building that was much smaller than the one we're in today here at Broadcast. Uh, we sat 650 chairs in this old moose lodge that we had built, that we had redesigned and bought, and, and, and we were functioning out of that. And when we moved in, we are about four or 500 people. And, and this time, three or four years in, we were now running 3,000 people out of a 650-seat auditorium. And the way we were doing that was by, by doing seven services in a row. It was crazy. I preached six of those. By the 1 o'clock service, I would lose my voice almost every single week. I was just coming in and out, uh, my voice was, while I was talking. I was having to whisper to finish the sermon because my voice was going out. And then they would show a video from previous at the 5 p.m. service because I, pre- I just couldn't preach it. And so that's how we were getting by, but we were just we were out of space completely. We needed more space. We tried to buy the land on the left side of us, and they would sell it on the right side. They agreed to a deal, and then they backed out of it. So, we couldn't find land next to us because we just wanted to add on to the building, which is a lot cheaper. It would have been hundreds of thousands instead of millions. But now we had to move locations. We needed millions of dollars. At that point, we'd raised a couple hundred thousand, which is a good sum of money, but nothing close to what we needed. And we didn't know what to do. So, one, one, one particular day, we went to a conference in Houston. There was a guy speaking at the conference named Bruce Wilkinson. I've never heard of him or not, but he wrote a book called The Prayer of Jabez. I highly recommend it, by the way. It takes you about an hour to read it, it's really good. But he was there speaking, and he really just, it was such a powerful message. I went back to the, the table to buy the VCR tape. That's how long ago this was, okay? So we bought the VHS tape. All the people under 30 are like, what is this you speak of? I don't understand. Anyway, big tape. So we bought this. We brought it home. We replayed it with a handful of staff members, and God moved so much in our hearts about it. We all got on our knees, and we began to pray and say, God, what do you want us to do? We're out of money. We don't have enough to buy land. What do you want us to do, God? We we're praying. One of the guys that was in there praying with is his name, Pastor Skip, and uh, Skip and I were talking, and we we're, were praying, and in the prayer, he said, Skip didn't speak up a lot, and so he, he, he wasn't the guy who would say, God told me to say this, like, you know, you know people like that, they're like, yeah, God tells you something like that every other day, but this is not Skip, he never spoke, so he spoke up, and he said, man, he said, Bill, I feel like God is, is telling us to do something crazy, and right when he said that, I had this crazy idea, I was like, I think I know what that is. I told him, and he said, dude, that's nuts. I said, I know. I think maybe God wants us to do that. So we're like, okay, let's, let's make sure. So let's rewind the tape. So that's how you know As long ago when you have to rewind something. Okay, so rewind the tape, right? Let's bring all the staff in. Let's watch this again, pray, and then tell let's we'll spring on the idea of what we think we should do. So we all watch this. God's really moving. We're all in prayer. And as we're all praying, I'm kind of looking out of the corner of my eye at our CPA who's in the room because I thought, there's no way she's going to say yes. There's no, She's going to be like, no way you can't do that. So I said, hey, guys, we just watched this an hour ago. Watch it again. God's really been moving. This is what we think the Lord may be leading us to do. And I was counting on her saying no, and she said, with tears in her eyes, she said, I think God wants us to do that. I was like, oh, no, she agreed. I didn't know she'd say yes. So now I'm stuck. I'm like, oh, you were my out. Now I don't have an out. And so I knew God was telling us to do something crazy. We felt the Lord telling us to go to the bank, get all $200,000 out of the bank, in cash, like straight up mafia style, right? Like carrying a briefcase with cash. <laughs> like get a briefcase full of cash, and then the next weekend give it all back to the people, to you. Give it all of it back, and then we were going to ask the people to multiply it and return it. So we did the math. Like, okay, how much money? With two hundred thousand people, two hundred thousand dollars. How many people do we have? We did the math. We thought we could give a hundred dollars a person over eighteen. hundred dollars a person. And we're gonna ask them to multiply that and return it. So we go to the bank now. We're gonna execute this insane plan. I didn't know whether we were like breaking nonprofit rules. I have no idea. I mean, I don't even know what the rules are on this, so we had to call and find out. Our CPA's like, there's nothing legal with that, as long as it's all accounted for. And I was like, okay. So we go to the bank. I'm standing for a teller. It's me and two other people because I'm not a signer on any of our checkbooks, right? So I'm not, I know that even the word checkbook, you're like, there's such a thing as a checkbook. I know it's been a while, right? So I'm up at the counter and I'm like, hey, uh, I represent Church Unlimited. I'm on the account, but I'm not a signer. These guys are. And I said, so we need to drain the account, $200,000 and take that today in, in crisp $100 bills. The teller's like, what was that? I said, "Yeah, we're going to ask for that money," and then she's like, "Uh, could you just wait here?" So she goes to talk to her manager, who then goes to talk to their boss. And next thing you know, a girl named Ro, a lady named Rose comes up and says, "Hey, why don't you come to the office and let's talk?" I was like, "Okay, sure." So we sit down, and I thought she's going to try to talk us out of what we're doing, you know, because this is insane, right? You don't do this. And so we sit down, and she's like, "Now, explain to me what you're feeling led to do." And I said, "Well, you know, we're Christians. We believe God speaks to us." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm a Christian too." Okay, great. I said, Well, we really feel compelled by God to take $200,000, all the money that's been given, and Chris' $100 bills, and we're going to package it up in little envelopes and then give it back to every single person who gave it, and then ask them to multiply it and return those proceeds to the church. And she was like, Really? God told you this. I was like, Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> and she says, You know what? I've never heard anything like this, and I've never done this before. Then she pulled open her drawer, pulled out her personal checkbook, and she said, but I feel so moved by what you're about to do that I'd like to be the first person to multiply what you're giving away. And she wrote a check and gave it to us for $1,000. I didn't know this person from Adam. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. So God was already speaking right in there. I think a kid just got really excited. Praise God. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so so this is crazy. We're like, okay, God's in it. She said, look, it's going to take a couple days. We don't even have cash like that on hand, so we're going to have to call the feds to get them to bring in the cash, and we'll, we'll have it ready in two days. Like, no problem. So they come back. I didn't go back with them. They went back, and, and it was funny. We had, like, two guys. One had, like, a briefcase, literally, like, again, straight-up mafia. They loaded all the cash in briefcase, and the other person had a gun on them. I'm not kidding. Like, this is like, you know, we're in Texas. If you're watching online, that's how we roll. Anyway, so... <laughs> So they go back to the church with all this cash, they put it in the safe, and I think like the next day, that I wrote a letter, and they printed out, mass printed this letter, and then we went and got a bunch of red envelopes, so we were going to take the letter, put a $100 bill in the middle of it, fold it, and then put it in the letter, and stuff it, and seal it, and then put it back in the safe for that weekend, right? So we had a lot of staff do this, we're all in the room, it was all accounted for, right? And so the reason I wanted the red envelope was because early on in the church, like just a few years before this, when we moved here to start the church, we didn't have a lot of money. We, we were broke. We were just trusting God. And I can't tell you how many times we would order a direct mail piece to invite people to church for some new series we were doing. And as soon as we had half the money that it cost for the direct mail piece, I would order it and just trust God that in the next two weeks that the rest would come in for us to be able to pay it off. Like, that's how we did it, which is, if you're an accountant, you're, right now, you're, like, saying, you're stupid. That's so stupid. Don't do that, right? I mean, that's, but we were really trying to live by faith. So we did. And every time, almost, a red envelope from someone I never even knew would come in the mail. They didn't even live in Corpus. And it would just come in and say, hey, just felt the Lord leading me to, to give you guys this. And it was almost always to the penny enough for us to finish that, that advertising. Just God just always provided like that. So the red envelope just mentioned to me. I said, make sure the envelopes are red. So we did. Packaged them up, and that weekend, at, at, I, I preached my sermon. I don't even know what it is. No one knows what it was. No one cares. Because all they remember is the very end, when after the offering time, we, re, we unloaded the buckets that the ushers did, reloaded them with red envelopes that were sealed, passed them out, and I said, Please, everyone take one envelope if you're over the age of 18. They all did. They didn't know what was in it. Some of them began to open them. You heard gasps in the audience. They were like, <gasps> They couldn't believe it. They're like, Oh my God. And it's hard to realize everyone, like, Someone did the math. They're looking around like, every one of us has a $100 bill just given. And we said, guys, you guys gave it. We trust you. And so, I mean, guys, you understand our church is all about trust. We have to trust the Lord, and we trust you. And we trust God, and we trust you. So we give it all back, and we said, we're asking you to multiply this and return it. Well, it was already a buzz after the first service. God was doing something big. It was crazy. You guys want to hear what happened? in a little bit. Okay, so back to the story. (laughs) Look what happens in the story in 1 Kings. But she said, because he said, hey, make me some bread. And she's like, uh, hold up. Before I make you a little meal, the prophet says, please, please make me some bread. But she said, and don't we all have a butt, right? Some of us have bigger butts than others, but we all have a butt with God, right? But, but, But God, right? Uh, But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. What? Like she's like, this is not like things are tight. This is like, this is our last meal tight. That's next level tight right there, right? But Elijah said, so Elijah's like, I got a bigger butt than you. Maybe literally, we don't know. But anyways, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do what you just said, but make a little bread for me first. So God asked for us to do something for him first, right? He says, then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So they were in a really bad economy, much like we are now in, right? So he says, hey, I want you to make that last meal for your, for your son and you, but before you do that, make me some bread. She's like, you didn't hear me. I don't have enough. And he's like, you didn't hear me. If you'll give to the Lord, there will be enough left to feed you for the next year. So, but, 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 But it's so funny how we come with our excuses first, but God obliterates the excuses and says, trust me, I've got you. And so the second thing I want to tell you today is that God will lead us to instantly obey Him from what we have, not what we lack. And that's what we did. We instantly obeyed God with everything we had. We just drained our account. We just drained it. Are we going to trust God with everything we have? Sorry, this isn't in my notes. Um... So, I, um, I, I I'm, I feel led to do that today. And so, I just want to ask you to be willing to. To do whatever God tells you to do. Are we willing to drain everything we have and trust God? Do we trust Him like that? Instantly obey God. I, I got a text. Um, I know I don't bring my phone up on the... Sorry, I'm off my notes now. This is kind of when it gets fun, though, isn't it? You know, when we just kind of start sharing crazy stuff. I got a note from a couple that comes to our church. They just gave the largest gift of their life. And she said, I won't say the amount. I promised him I wouldn't. But she said, three weeks ago during your sermon, God told me the amount. I cried because I knew it was God speaking and just kept listening. It was confirmed the second time during your same message. We are just obeying. And I said, can I, can I share that? And then she said, I'm blessed to have a husband that has a heart for giving. And I said, I couldn't agree more. Both of you inspire me. Um, earlier, she, when I texted him a huge thank you, she said this. Uh, well, sorry, let me find it. She said, wait, how many zeros were on that check? LOL. Just honoring the Lord with all his blessings. And uh, she said, I've never written a check that large. I kept looking to make sure it was all correct. Trust in God. Pastor Joey from Rodfield texted me just a minute ago. He said this. He said, just had a couple give their wedding rings in the offering. I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know what to say. It's just crazy. Fifteen diamond rings. Fifteen diamonds on the ring for a 15-year anniversary in their wedding band. They just gave it. I don't know how to respond to that. I just... Jesus said this in Luke, If you are faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches of heaven? No one can serve two masters. You can serve God. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. It's just it's one or the other. And this may seem crazy, and you may think this is nuts, and if you're the person who's offended right now, feeling this is manipulative, then I need you to give nothing today. Don't give anything. This is not, we're not asking you to ever. In fact, the Bible even says that if you give out of compulsion, that it doesn't even count in heaven. So just put your wallet up. We're good. Just sit and watch and learn. Don't, don't, don't give anything, and we're okay with that. God takes care of his people. God takes care of his church. I'm not worried about that. But I also want you to know that we actually believe what we're saying we actually believe in giving. It's. I leaned over my wife because I sprung it on her in the middle of worship, but that was strategic because I knew she couldn't say no in the middle of worship. You know, so no, I'm just kidding. I said, hey, babe, I think God told me to do a little more, and she didn't even hesitate. She just said like she always does, okay. At some point, you just have to realize you're not in charge of your finances. At some point, you cross this line where you realize this is nuts, but this is where God is. You just... At some point, you're you're in the you're in the ocean, and you're like, I can't touch the bottom anyway, so i might as well just go on all out, and just let God carry me. And sometimes you just have to trust God like that. During this time, years ago, when we gave all that money out, there was a single mom who was in the audience that day. Her and her oldest son were sitting together, and she just felt compelled to drain everything she had, and uh, and she did. And her son saw her doing it and said, "Well, well what are you doing?" And she's like, I'm giving everything. She's, he said, what do you mean? She said, well, I looked at the, the amount, the balance we have, and I just given it to God. And she said, he said, you can't do that. She said, yeah, I can. He said, no, Mom, you can't. And he was about 18 or 19 years old, and he was mad. He was like, this is wrong. And so she's like, I'm going to give it. She tried to give the offering, and he said, no. So now there's like a commotion going on. This is after church at this point. They're still sitting there, and they're, they're basically in a fight. And someone says, hey, you, can you, Pastor Bill, this is going on over here. And I knew her. So I walked over, I, I said, oh, let me help, let me help. Oh, let me walk over. So I walked over, Now on my way over there, I was going to go tell her, don't do this. I was like, thank you, you're amazing already. You're awesome, don't get this. And on my way over there, I'm walking over to tell her no, and the Lord in my spirit says, don't you tell her that. I'm like, but God, there's, there's just no way. And, and I felt the Lord tell me, oh, this is between me, ye, me you and her? I was like, God, come on, this is, we're going to look really bad. She did that. Her son's like thinking, this is so manipulative, you can't. Be. And the Lord is like, I told her to do something. Don't get in the way. Okay, God. So I walk over. I'm talking to her. Her name's Denise. And I said, Denise, you don't need to do this. She said, no, I have to. God told me. And everything in me wanted to say, don't do it. You know. And I just said, okay. And she handed me a check. And as I was walking back to give it to one of our ushers, the Lord was staring at me. And the Lord told me she was obedient. Now you do what I tell you to do and collect. And all of a sudden, people that heard what was going on, ushers, came up to me and said, here's some money. And they began to put money in my hand. I don't know how many people come up to me. Next thing you know, I have an envelope stuffed full of cash. And I got to walk back to her about 10 or 15 minutes later and say, so the Lord just, I didn't ask anyone. People just started coming up and saying, please give this to that lady who just gave everything. So you obeyed God. Thank you. And this is for you. And God bless her with four and five times the amount of what she just drained her account to do on the spot. Now, now, all the single women, please don't pull out your checkbook. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying sometimes you have to obey God. There was another couple that was there that day that had just started business, and he was a therapist of some sort. I forget exactly what. But uh, he was in the back working on someone, and she, his wife, was a was secretary because so he couldn't afford to hire anyone because they spent every penny they had just to open up their, their new business. So she's at the front of the office. She was there that day. They, had, they were down to nothing, trying, just praying their business would succeed. And they get these red envelopes with $100 each, and they're like, Lord, that's $2,000. Lord, we don't have it, but if you'll provide it, we'll give it. Tuesday morning, she's sitting there in the office. No one's in the office. One person he's working on the back, and the door opens just enough, and she thinks someone's going to come in like, oh, we have another customer. This is great. The door barely opens, and someone throws an envelope in. She's like, what was that? She gets up, walks around her desk, grabs the envelope, and opens it, and in it was a letter that said, God just told me to give this to you, and it was signed anonymous, and there was $2,000 cash in it, and she felt the Lord telling her, you told me you yes. I made a way for your Yes. So word got out that that happened. Apparently, he told a couple friends who told a couple friends. Next thing you know, there's an article in the Caller Times on what's going on here at our church. God's getting some glory because people are just obeying God. And so they were able to give that money as well. Just story after story began to happen. It says in Scripture in Psalms 145, well, let me tell you this first. Number three is how you handle your money is a test of faith. How that single mom handled it, how that couple handled it. It's just it's a test of faith. And maybe this isn't your test of faith today, but you will have a test of faith eventually with your finances where you have to trust God. It says in Psalms 145 one generation commends your works to another, they tell of your mighty acts. And so I'm sharing a story with you of what happened years ago, but I believe there's a next generation story that's happening today. How is our story going to end? So that day, we gave out $190,000 in cash, and within the next two weeks, $750,000 came back in to the church, and we bought the land that broadcast is on today with that money. <laughs> crazy stuff started to happen. People just started to show up and, and bring gifts and just say, I'm just trusting God, and it was just, it was, it was crazy. It changed the culture of our whole church. It changed our church from a church to a giving culture where people just gave generously and said, We're trying to change lives. It was, it was, it really did change everything for us, for the church. First Corinthians 17, excuse me, first Kings 17 goes on to say this. So she did as Elijah said, the single, the the widow, she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. And by the way, do you know what the flour and the olive oil represents in the Bible? The flour, if you're a cook, if you're a chef, you already know this. The flour is something you work with every day. So the flour represents your checking account. God's saying, if you'll trust me with everything in it, I'll always make sure there's something in it. And then the, the oil represents your savings account. God says, I will always make sure there's something in your checking and your savings if you'll just trust me when I ask you for something. And we have seen that to be true in our own lives as well. Philippians 4.19 says, But God, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I share all that with you. Sorry, I kind of feel a little thrown right now because there's just a lot going on, but God, God's moving. You guys sense that? I, I do. I really believe that. And I'm just going to ask you to live by faith. My wife and I are living by faith right now. Will you? Will you trust the Lord? Guys, we're trying to win a million souls. I'm like, God, how can one church do that? But I feel like the Lord's told me, I already told you you're going to do it. Just obey me. Just obey me. So right now, all of our churches right now, even those online, would you just stand to your feet right now? And this is that moment in service where we're going to come forward and honor God with our commitments, with our sacrifices. I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward right now at all of our campuses and lay across the uh, stage some buckets where we're going to trust the Lord and we're going to give. And uh, this is the first of two offerings today. This is our offering, our above-tithe offering. And then afterwards, we'll have our tithe moment as well, like we always do every week. But thank you for doing this. We're just going to trust the Lord. And How many of you guys sense God's moving and stirring in you and scaring you half to death right now? Anyone can relate to that right now? You're like, this is crazy, God. I just want to ask you to trust the Lord. So everyone, if you'll take a moment to bow your heads and just pray, and just ask God to tell you what He wants. We don't give by inspiration. We give by revelation. What is God speaking to you about to give today? We've had college students giving generously. I mean, just crazy. They're broke, yet they're trusting the Lord. Single mothers, business owners, mid-managers, teachers, realtors, you name it. Will you trust the Lord with your wealth? Will you trust the Lord with your lack? Either way, will you trust the Lord? How do you want your story to end? Your legacy is happening right now this is a moment, maybe as a couple, to reach over and just pray and say, God, please bless what we're about to do. Maybe you want to come together as a family, a couple, an individual, and come forward right now. I'm going to open up the altar right now. You can come forward and bring your commitment to God. Once the Lord has spoken to you, you just do that. You just come forward. All churches right now, all campuses, you just come forward. Those of you are online right now, you can give as well. We're going to put a link in the text chat right now. You can give as well. we want to say thank you for giving. My wife told me she believes that we're going to win a million souls online alone. I'm starting a believer. I believe God can do that. Would you be faithful as well? Those of you are watching online, thank you. You just come forward. Couples, families, individuals. Even if you're giving digitally, you can come forward and still commit that commitment to God. Just come to the altar today and do that. And just bring your commitment right now. We're just going to take a moment and do that. Thank you. Thank you. Over the years, we've had people give uh, in ways that are just unexplainable—cars and boats and motorcycles and and you name it. Inheritances, uh, Bitcoin now—that's another way people give. Uh, Stocks, bonds, property. Just thanks for being faithful. You know, just thanks for being faithful like the widow well this is all I have and God says well that's all I require that's all you have thank you for being faithful and here's what I'm asking at all of our churches right now and I'll only be praying because this isn't about money it's about faith I want to challenge you as God begins to bless you in supernatural ways would you let us know about that you can email us at amen at churchunlimited.com we want to hear your stories when God blesses you in return not if <laughs> there's no if when God blesses you. We'd love to hear the stories. I'm going to wait. People are still coming forward. God's still moving. Years ago, a guy was so moved. um, When we first gave that money out and people began to to bring it back and multiply it, he was walking out to his car and he was in our band and he hadn't given anything that day. He's a single guy. Walked out to his car and God convicted him so much. He said, you will not leave this parking lot without giving so he was like, God, he was arguing with God. Now, have you ever been there? That's a bad argument. You'll lose every time. And he was like, God, I don't have anything to give. And the Lord told him, give something from your car. So he was like, okay, there's got to be some change somewhere. He starts digging around his car. He found a paycheck that he had never cashed. First of all, I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I hadn't cashed a paycheck, right? Wouldn't you know that? It's like, wow. He found a paycheck. He was so convicted. He grabbed it, got a pen from his car, turned it over, signed it back, and brought it back to give it to God, the whole thing. And the Lord was like, you didn't even miss it, give it. And he did. By the way, that single man met his, met his the wife, the woman of his dreams in our church, and now they have two kids and are doing well. Sometimes God blesses you financially, sometimes in other ways with something you want released in your life. Just trust the Lord. God will bless you through your faithful giving. He really will. And so I just want to encourage you with that. There's a couple, a number of years ago that during a message just like this, they were trying to get pregnant, and they couldn't. Jason and Coco, were their names, and they just couldn't get pregnant. they have been trying, trying, trying. You know the burden of that. And they were going through IVF and trying to, trying to do the fertility treatments. And they had the last bit of their money for fertility treatment. And the Lord said, that's my money. Bring it. She wept. She said, God, I want a child. Am I giving you my child? And the Lord said, trust me. And she did. And they got pregnant soon after that. And now I have two beautiful kids running around. And she said, the problem is the miracles will talk back to you. I was like, yes, they will. They will talk back to you. But God always provides when you trust in the Lord. Can we just give God a hand right now for what he's just done? <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. You may be seated. As you're seated, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being generous. Thank you for giving. People are still coming. Don't, don't stop on my account. Just keep on coming. Thank you. For your generosity, thank you. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Good people. Good people. Praise God. Thank you. God's moving in a powerful way. We never close our church services out ever without giving you an opportunity to receive Christ. So this is why we're generous, because we truly believe what we're saying, that Jesus will save you. And so if you've never received him, you can pray right now and receive Christ. Let me pray this simple prayer. Pray this with me if you've never given your life to Christ. Just say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you just gave your life to Christ, would you just lift your hand high? No one's looking around. If you just gave your life to Jesus, just lift your hand high. Thank you. There are hands going up all across our different churches right now. Maybe you're watching online with us right now. Just You can put in the text chat right now. Say, my hand's raised. Praise God. Thank you. Just lift your hand high if you just gave your life to Christ. You're not alone. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. God, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you, Lord, just the way you're stirring in your house. And thank you for those who just gave their life to Christ. We thank you for your word. is so true. We thank you, Lord, that you've delivered it. And I pray that you would bless your people because they've been faithful to you. In your name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Isn't God good? His Word is so true.